everybody. Welcome to BAMCast Extra, episode 113. Yeah, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. We're back. And this week, we have been told to watch 1985's The Park is Mine. Mm-hmm. One of the oldest movies we've had in the stack. Not in terms of release date, but we've had this one a while. Oh, yeah. We've been trying to get it on for a while. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah. But yeah, y'all finally picked it, so we watched it. And uh, yeah, so uh, The Park is Mine is the first movie ever made for HBO. Mm-hmm. Yep. An HBO original movie uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Although Fox logos are all over this thing. Yeah. So this stars Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Bamcast alum for Firebirds. <laughs> His most well-known role. Absolutely. Yeah. This is a very kind of simple movie. It's got some other Bamcast alums in it. Uh, sure. Yes. Uh, Mr. Yafit Koto mm-hmm. from uh, Friday Foster and uh, some other things. Truck Turner. Uh-huh. And other stuff, right? Uh, Pretty sure we've had more than just two Yafit movies. I, yeah, uh, Eye of the Tiger. Mm-hmm. Eye of the Tiger. Didn't he show up very briefly in the Monkey Hustle? No, oh, he was the star of the Monkey Hustle. Is he? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, that was just kind of a general ensemble thing, but I guess he probably had the most. Yeah, time. no, he was the star. Okay. Rudy Ray Moore was the guy who just kept popping in. Like, right. hey, yeah, it's me. Uh, also, Chrome Soldiers, hmm. that movie with him and Busey reteaming that should have been good. Right. And it, and it was not. Hmm. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fit. Yeah. So um, oh, Helen Shaver is a Babcast alum, too. Really? Yeah. She was in the Amityville Horror. Oh, that's right. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There's probably some others, but we didn't really do our homework. No, no. Oh, I mean, um, we watched the movie. That's our homework. Yeah, that's our homework. Um, slacking a bit. But uh, yeah, so this is a very simple movie based on a novel. Mid-80s timeliness of Vietnam vets being kind of ignored, mm-hmm. uh, shoved aside, not being paid attention to, not being given the, the treatment and stuff that they were promised, and honestly deserved and this movie starts with uh one of them committing suicide just jumps off a building yeah we find out later he was dying of cancer so he didn't have a lot to live for i guess anyway yeah but at first we're just like all right well sucks to be that guy Mm -hmm. um and then we meet tommy lee jones who uh gets a letter opens up the letter and this is the longest letter in the history of letters (laughs) uh basically that guy was his friend Mm-hmm. And he wrote him a letter saying, with a key saying, hey, go here. All will be explained. Don't read ahead in this letter <laughs> until you go to this place. Yeah. Stop, get the key, <laughs> go here, and then I will continue the letter. Yep. Uh, so he goes to this place, and it's just some, you know, abandoned garage or something somewhere. And he goes inside and looks around. There's not much there. And he goes into the back room, and it's just a goddamn arsenal. Mm-hmm. It is just military crates and guns and everything. Which I think you... you- you pointed out somewhere along the way of, I understand what the, the point of this movie is trying to be that, you know, vets were not treated well, mm-hmm. um, both uh, fiscally and medically. You right. know, they were like not given much of a chance to, you know, readjust to society and, you know, deal with post-traumatic stress and they all this came stuff. came back and we basically said, good luck. Yeah. Um, but he either, either he pilfered this stuff from his workplace or he spent... All the money he should have been using to live on 
a crazy arsenal. Like, yeah, this is what a Bond villain's lair has in terms of just, <laughs> munitions. Just, I mean, just it's, crates of grenades yeah. and plastic explosives, and because this is not his only hideout oh, no. either. No, he has a second layer of of machinery. That's when I said, "Holy shit, guy! If you had just right. not bought all this shit and bought an apartment, you <laughs> you would have been fine." Yeah. Um. But anyway, so the the guy's letter goes on for basically the entire first act, just like, "Okay, here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna take over the park. I did most of the work, but I just couldn't get there. Uh, you're gonna do it now." Yeah, he's like already laid. When we say explosives, like it's weird because all the crates are very clearly like you know. Anti-personnel grenades, grenade launchers, things like that. Mm-hmm. But what he's rigged the park with is just fireworks, basically. Yeah. Like, it's just non-lethal, explosive things to get attention, really. I don't know if that was more of the production. I think the production was was not able to, you know, actually detonate explosives around the perimeter of Central Park. Sure, I suppose, yeah. So, I, I yeah, I think probably they were trying to say these were actual military munitions. That, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, this is just basically like, it's up to you now, man. You got to do this. And up until this point, we really haven't been given any kind of insight into who Tommy Lee Jones is. He has a brief conversation. He goes to his wife's apartment and it's just like, hey, let me see my kid. And she's like, he's sleeping. It's late. And they have a fight basically about how he's not sending any money and there's no money to be sent because he quit his job. But that, I mean, that's the extent of Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee Jones does not seem like he's distraught or, you know, unhinged, basically. But no. all it takes, really, is like, so he just goes around and the, the guy left him a map and he goes and is like, holy shit, this guy buried just just <laughs> explosives everywhere. Um, and all he really does is he's just hanging out in the park at one point and a cop kind of hassles him for half a second, like, hey. Why are you just sitting in the, you know, in the bushes? Get out of here. And from that point on, he's just like, I'm fucking doing this. <laughs> Let's go for it. Um, yeah. And he just, he, he, uh, you know, gears up basically and, and, you know, wires up all the explosives that have been planted. Right. So he's got this, you know, abandoned warehouse place with all the explosives somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then he's got. Basically, he found like an old sewer entrance yes. in Central Park, like an old abandoned one, and he's got the other rest of it in there. And that's like he's planned that out to be like his base. He's got lanterns and a motorcycle and yeah. and, and more munitions there. Yeah, this is so no one can see him. Right. Uh, but again, this is being detailed to him in the letter. The letter is telling him all of these things. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it's like as soon as the cops kick him out, he's like, "All right, we're doing this." Mm-hmm. And yeah, next shot, it's like. Him gearing up, you know, pan up until he, like he's got, you know, face paint on and, and a Yankees cap and, and mirrored sunglasses. And that's pretty much what you see on the cover of the poster or whatever on yeah. this thing. And then it's just like, yep, it's on. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes around and well, he, he like he goes around and sets all the timers and stuff for 10 o'clock on whatever night he's going to start this. I think it's Sunday. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, um, or he makes a call to the dispatcher, I guess, like in the Central Park I don't know if it's like the city dispatcher he calls or, the city hall desk. Yeah. Just the front desk of city hall. And just like, hey, you know, uh, 10 o'clock, uh, you, you might want to start getting everyone out of Central Park because I'm going to start setting off explosives, mm-hmm. starting with the um, like the priest police precinct that's in the Central Park. Right. Basically. Yeah. And so like he's just overlook, you know, and the lady lady just says this like, yeah, right. Look to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hangs, you know, hangs up the phone and then it's like he does just that. It's like there's cops and stuff meandering outside and he just starts 
blowing up dumpsters and garbage cans and shit until everyone's like, holy shit, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right, and then, yeah. Like, you know, gather up the hobos. We've got to go. Well, well first, it's like them clearing out the people. Well, I think it's funny because it's like it's a whole bunch of cops like getting the fuck out of there. And then a couple of people that I guess were like in there to talk to the cops because it's like, you know, some nicely dressed like people that look like they were probably probably got mugged. Probably in the got park. mugged yeah. yeah. And it's just like everyone's like, get the fuck out. And mm-hmm. then it's then it's just chaos yeah um we've also been introduced to helen shaver and her partner who are just like your typical like news anchor like opportunistic people they're just like listening to the police scanner and they overhear this like oh yeah we have a uh, threats of explosion so like they're, they're kind of rolling up on the park just as the chaos starts happening yeah um they, they, been they ch- were there when the guy yeah. jumped off the building at the right. beginning so they're just everywhere yeah so they're they're there and then like you know they're like oh hey in the chaos we can sneak in and, and they they do for like half a second and then the, the cops are immediately like, right. get the fuck yeah. out. Um, because, yeah, like Tommy Lee Jones, like the next thing we do is we see him like stringing razor wire across one of the, you know, the, the, you know, there's like four or five roads that go across Central Park. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the cops are just, you know, at first they're like, all right, everyone out and we're going to send in like the special task force yeah. people, which is led by Yafit. And yeah, because like so you've got you've got the elite team of people outside trying to handle the situation, which includes Yafit, who's the head of like emergency services, basically mm-hmm. the police commissioner and the deputy mayor. Did, did we not have SWAT teams? Were they not a thing at this point? Because I feel like that's what they should have been. Was this the... might have been the proto yeah. SWAT team of New York. That's basically what it is. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You know, like they've got the you know the bulletproof vests and, yeah. you know, stuff. Yeah. And bigger guns. But mm-hmm. yeah. So like they do like kind of a initial sweep sort of around and that's when it's like two cops fall in like a booby trap like a hole you know like uh, it doesn't have spikes or anything it's just he just, just basically, basically just as like a six foot tall hole and then the guy's like oh my ankle and so like you know that's like the extent of their injuries there is like one guy maybe breaks his ankle and then then the dumbest thing like they're like they find the razor wire like they've reported out like hey there's razor wire across this road and they paint it out like it's really dark because this dude's just like doopy dooby dooping along like he's just like and then just like trips and falls into the razor wire and it's like dude he's how, just like oh god how I did you not see that yeah. And, and, but yeah and so like that's the extent of their injuries is like some dumbass tripped into the razor wire and well, it's all cut up and they also like at one point they're like earlier they were like we'll just drive over it mm-hmm. and uh tommy lee jones shoots at the truck and shoots out the tires and then there's another truck parked conveniently over some actual explosives that he blows up mm-hmm. so they blow up a truck um also it's notable that uh tommy lee jones has the diehard 2 color coding mechanism for his uh his guns which is or his clips his magazines mm-hmm. uh <laughs> so he's if they have yellow tape on them they're blanks yeah if they're red they're live ammo i believe diehard 2 was blue and red though. it was i just meant the yeah. the same kind of scheme yeah. and he's got them and he's got them double stacked too yes. so with the colored tape so mm-hmm. yep and this just starts the siege this is just it sort is sort of because i mean like i said it's like yafit and team just kind of went like oh let's go wandering through until like oh get out because this guy broke his ankle and everything like we're, we're out of here yeah um and then i think this is right along the lines he makes his first call back to the thing mm-hmm. um and basically gets well, in he, touch. this time he calls the the new york times right and is just like, I'm going to broadcast my first message. Here's where you can hear it. Make mm-hmm. sure everyone is there. Yeah. Um, and at this point, like the um, the mayor or more to the point, the mayor is there, even though the, he talks to the deputy mayor and the deputy mayor is like, hey, the mayor is overseas. So you're dealing with me. 
Oh, the deputy, the actual mayor's never there. Are you sure? The, the older guy, no, the older guy is the police commissioner. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. All right. He, he was actually, that's the one truthful thing the deputy oh. mayor says is okay. that the, the mayor just ain't there. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so like the deputy mayor is like kind of dealing, he talks to Tommy Lee Jones at one point in time and he's just like, hey, you know, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to hurt anybody, but I want to make a point and I'm staying here until nine o'clock on Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. Symbolic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just get out of park, get out of the park. The park is mine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he basically he just says, look, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because, you know, of all the guys out there who are just invisible and, mm-hmm. you know, who are just ordered around. And, and yeah. it's 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 some questionable bullshit. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like in the 60s, 70s and 80s, like we still had movies like this where it's like I'm trying to make a point in the worst way possible. Yeah. But and then, you know, the crowd is sort of like, yeah, we're behind you in that message. And it's like, would you, though? Well, like in real life, would you be, though? It's New York. Yeah. And New Yorkers, I mean, as we see throughout various crowd shots throughout this, they will just whatever, just like whatever's going on. They're just like, yeah, all right. You know, mm-hmm. it's the T-shirts and betting. Oh, yeah. And- yeah. The T-shirt game is <laughs> was on point. They were like. I feel like there's just like some place with a screen printing that's just like yeah. whatever the cause of the day is, they're ready to go. Yep. But so, I mean, the thing about this is that so basically from all sides, everyone has a point, but none of them are right. Mm-hmm. It is just the, you know, Yafit's like, come on, we can't, you know, just go in there guns blazing and kill the guy or, you know, whoever's in there. And the deputy mayor's just like, he's embarrassing the city. We can't just let this happen. And Tommy Lee Jones is like, pay attention to me. Everyone's right, but everyone is going about it the absolute wrong way. Right. And only Yafit at one point is the one who actually, I think when he's listening to Tommy Lee Jones's first radio broadcast, he's like, that's not how you do it. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one the entire time to express any kind of no one is doing anything right. Everything. Everyone's wrong. Yeah. And that's, once again, being the voice of uh, <laughs> of clarity in a situation like the fuck am I doing here? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to yeah. say that again at one point, because like there's one point where they are trapped in a crossfire of their own making, really. Like no one's actually shooting at anything. They're just all shooting. And he's just like, stop, stop, stop. You're going to kill each other. Yeah. No one knows what you're shooting at. Yeah. So the the real wheels of the movie really kick in like you know he's taken over the park and he's kind of made these demands and basically forced everybody out and um you know first day's done you know it's like here's yeah. here's what's going on and then it's like sleepy morning wake up to all of the horns in New York City are honking because <laughs> you know not only have they closed Central Park they closed like the roads surrounding it yeah the entire perimeter is shut yeah. down so like people can, just can't go right now I don't know why they didn't put this on the news and tell you to go in a different direction but everyone's yeah, it, stupid it's, it's a big grid you could just go one street over yeah. and get where you're going but anyway um, but everyone's just wailing on their horns yeah, like you dumb motherfuckers <laughs> so yeah eventually they're like look he we haven't had any threats to the actual outside the perimeter of the park just open up the street so that happens and that you know takes care of that and and as that's happening, as the as the streets around it are open back up, the news lady wakes up and is like, "I got to get in there." Yeah, and so they can they concoct this dumb thing where like they, they go, I guess, to one corner of the park that's not very well you know, observed, pull over and act like they've got a flat tire, and she just hops over the fence and is now in the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she very quickly catches up with Tommy Jones. It does not take very long. Like she's just, well, she's napping on a rock. Yeah, and he comes across her and is just like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. I feel like that's like a real famous rock in in Probably. Central Park. Like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Everyone like takes naps there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's just like, who are you? She's like, I'm, I'm a reporter. I'm just here to get a story. And he's like, God damn it. And he's like, at first, it gets real weird because he like drags her back to his bunker and is like strip. Yeah. And it's like, okay, she's like, oh, dear God, no, please. This is weird. And then 
basically he's just like he's not interested it's just like no hey here throw on these fatigues yeah because it'll help you blend and it's like it'll help you get shot at because they're going to think you're part of his little game because that's the other thing is like they're all arguing outside is like is it one man is it a group is it a terrorist do they right. want demands you know they're just yeah it's convinced it's one dude yeah and everyone was like there's no way yeah one dude can't take over also that looks bad <laughs> right so so yeah they have you know they have press conferences and all this dumb stuff and mm-hmm. it's like so there's it's just but very quickly, like after the first message, because which was broadcast on FM or rebroadcast so that everybody in the crowd was listening to it. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, go guy in the park. We're, we're with you. Yep. Um, Except yeah. for one old lady. Well, well she looked man like on she, the street interview. She looked like she lived on Central Park and was probably just convenienced by the roads being shut down. Like, oh, I don't agree with this. I can't walk my my prize my poodle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that that's really the dynamic that's happening. And then everyone's kind of got their own machinations behind the scenes where it's like parts of the police force are like, yeah, we're going to send in, you know, a, a not even a sniper, just a dude with a, a, a M16 on a helicopter. So like there's a whole thing where like a helicopter flies over and mm-hmm. shoots at Tommy Jones. And then he has to run back to his lair, get the red clips <laughs> and then come back out and shoots the tail of the helicopter, which makes it nicely land. Everybody jumps out and then it explodes. Yeah. It explodes real good um, to which he goes and gets on the phone and freaks the fuck out. He's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I can't believe you made me shoot that down next. I was ready to grenade launch it out of the sky and I will do that next time. And then he just pauses for a second and just goes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> He's so pissed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's his thing. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. He's just there to make a statement and he will leave at the end of Veterans Day. Uh, again, it's like. It's not the right way to do it, but no. in, until, like... <sighs> no one has any reason to listen to him or believe him. Right. But he is he is just saying, look, be- just listen to me and believe me, and I will leave. Yeah. But you, everyone's you, you like, can, You nah. can live without Central Park for three days, because <laughs> yeah. that's all he's asking for, 72 hours. Yep. And, and it's funny, because, like, the whole time I was watching this, I, I was re- reminded of, like, all of the times we watch where... All, all these movies where we watch that we say, look, the bad guy would have gotten away with it, except they made it personal and go after like somebody's wife, girlfriend, kids, whatever, mm-hmm. and then like fuck it all up. And that's all this movie is. It's like, I I understand we don't kowtow to terrorists, but until something happens, until someone's actually hurt, you know, if he says he's going to come out in three days and, and give himself up then let, let it happen. Yeah. You know, like it's it's everything that happens in this is because they they're like some pride fucking with them kind of thing, you know? And it's like, yeah, the deputy mayor in particular has a huge heart on for just like, this is making us look bad. Right. Yeah. He didn't take over a bank. He didn't take over a, a building. He, it's a, people can still get to work. Mm-hmm. It's there's so what people can't go to the park, right. you know? I mean, there's 50 other parks in yeah. New York. You can go to, they're not as large, but yeah, <laughs> they're just, there. just put up a sign, shut down due to terrorism. Right. <laughs> just go somewhere else. <laughs> but anyway, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying it's right to let it go, but no. at the same time, it's like, you're making it worse by everything you're doing. That, that's what I'm saying. Everyone has a point and everyone is wrong. Right. That's, that's just the way this movie is. So like he shoots down the helicopter and then it's like, he has like bonding time. Cause it's like, you know, he and the reporter lady, she kind of starts seeing his point of view, sort of. She, and, she's just like, look, you want your story out there. Let me record it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll record you for three straight days on this Betamax camcorder that holds 30 minutes of tape. <laughs> right. And has a battery that lasts this long somehow. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the magical camera the whole time, too. Um, 
which by the way this camera is flung around and dropped and beaten and it's just there's no way the, this movie just should have ended with her like opening up and the tape is just dust <laughs> <laughs> or just like <laughs> spirals out yeah. <laughs> um yeah but yeah so like that's happening and then because of what he said in his first like you know like they have the information he's like yeah look one of my friends just recently killed himself all this stuff and so they're like we have enough information to go on and they track it down who he is so they they get his wife on the phone at one point in time and she's like what are you doing and he's yeah, like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yes that is basically yeah. it's like i i don't know i well he's very proud that he when he takes over the park he's very proud like i showed him i i did i, I took the park the park is mine uh, like I finally did something with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he kind of tries to explain that to her and she's just like, the fuck? No, <laughs> you can't do this. What about our son? And he's like, yeah, well, anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to hang up now. Uh, and th- that's when the deputy mayor is just like, put snipers on every phone in Central Park. And the next time he calls or we call him, just to f- take him out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So now the phones are, you know, now, I will say, like, I, I don't know when the right time to interject this is. There there are a couple things that are very interesting about this movie. One is that the thought of, if you've ever been to Central Park, the thought of it being completely empty mm-hmm. and then being able to ring all the emergency phones at once is, mm-hmm. is very cool. Yes. Like, it's just, it's this desolate park. And then, you know, there's just this, like, cacophony of phone ringing all throughout these mm-hmm. shots. Um, that's, that's very interesting. The other thing that I really love that they do repeatedly throughout this movie is they use his mirrored sunglasses... And they have it angled really well where it's like there's only one time where you almost start to see the camera person like yeah. he turns his head a little bit too much. Yeah. But the other times it's 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 really cool shots where like he's saying something and then his his hands fidgeting are giving away that he's not as confident as what he's saying. Mm-hmm. That's actually I mean, that's like really, really good filmmaking because like they do it one time where he's talking to her and you can see her in the reflection. And it's just it's just neat like yep. that they continually use that. And it's and it's. No pun intended. Framed really well. Yeah, they they do it too. Uh, when he makes one of his uh, public addresses, where mm-hmm. he's reading these stories of people who were forgotten, um, and and the the glasses are angled in a way that you can see he's reading newspaper clippings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I once I see mirrored sunglasses in anything, I'm like, oh, you're gonna fuck up. I'm gonna see the crew the entire time. And they did a they did a pretty good job with yeah. that. So, but I'm just saying it, it. I like that they continually use it to sort of show literally show the other side of what he's doing yeah because like i said there's one time where he's like talking on the phone or, or talking to her and it's like he's just fidgeting with his hands it's like yeah i don't i'm not confident in what i'm actually saying kind of thing yeah but anyway um anyway what else happens uh it so i that, well they take well they call one time and she goes to answer the phone and it's it's wife his wife again and that's when they're like, that's when they call out the snipers. And well, no, he, he takes he takes a call from the deputy mayor. Sure. Yeah. And that was a plot to get the snipers to, to kill him. And that's when they realize, oh, no, there's someone else in the park. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the phone rings again. And that's when it's his wife, because right. they just gave the wife the phone number to the park mm-hmm. because she goes over and answers it. And she's like, is this the park? And then she's like, yeah. And then Tommy Lee Jones goes over and she's just like, that? is that a woman? And he's like, that's no woman. That's a photo <laughs> He has to, for 30 seconds, justify that he's not there with a woman in the park. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I this kind of skips. A, I mean, OK, there's a lot of. OK, first of all, this movie is scored by Tangerine Dream, which mm-hmm. On the surface is pretty cool, and when the movie starts, your uh, the opening credits, which are efficient as shit, uh, 
are just you're just like okay yeah this is this jams like this this is going to be great the music throughout the rest of it is strange it's jaunty pop music in situations that don't seem to, to warrant it in any way mm-hmm. um but so there's there's a lot of scenes in this that are without dialogue they are just like Tommy Lee Jones going about his you know checking things or doing stuff in the park or whatever there's there's a lot of that but what the the deputy mayor's plan finally ends up being, and this is after they called in a committee of people with ideas, uh, one of which was to basically just napalm the entire park because it'll grow back. They shot that idea down. But so the idea is basically bring in some two mercenaries to go in and hunt him down. Uh, one guy who's like a Dutch national, you know, looks like fucking british sas just you know like old timey war man oh he's even got the a, a red band or a beret, beret yeah, yeah it's like and a grease gun basically yeah, yeah. and they actually bring in a vietnamese guy <laughs> which so yafit at first is just like no fucking way are we bringing the Viet Cong into new york to chunk this guy down and but they do they they implement this plan basically which is just to put these mercenaries in the park uh, which is, you know, how the, the third act basically goes. And I mean, so there's there's they set up mines and stuff to get the guy uh, to get Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones and photojournalist lady are walking through and come across the mine. And he's just like, what the shit? I didn't put this here. What is going on? Yeah, this is a real mine. Yeah. Um, so now he knows there are people there. And then that's when, you know, the third act action starts where they start hunting him down and, and shooting at him. He kills the Vietnamese guy first after a back and forth for a while. And he goes over and just freaks out that they have, they have sent the Viet Cong into central park in the middle of New York city to hunt him down. He's just like, no way this is, this is no way is this happening. How could this possibly be happening? This is totally, this is wrong. Um, but then the, you know, the, the other guy gets the drop on him and they fight for a while. Also, Yafit's in the park cause he doesn't like any of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just leads to there, there's a lot of, OK, lady, you you throw this thing, distract him. I'll throw this grenade. We'll get him. You know, we'll do this. Uh, at one point, she's just going to make a break for it. He's trying to get her to the to the wall to get over it. She gets shot in the leg. Uh, Yaffa comes out and is just like, stop this shit. Uh, the the other dude pops up behind Tommy Lee Jones, uh, hits him in the shoulder, although we don't know that until 10 minutes later. Uh, Yafit guns that guy down. And then Yafit's like, I'm coming to get this lady. I'm going to take this lady out of here. You do you. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> and takes her out. And then it's just like, all right, give him till his deadline. He'll come out. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this this Tangerine Dream pop music starts playing right when it turns nine o'clock and the park just fucking explodes. <laughs> and you're like, the hell did he do? <laughs> you're like, oh, he blew himself up and the park. But then he just walks out yep. <laughs> to this pop music fanfare and someone asks him like was it worth it and that's the last line of dialogue they put him in a car and drive away and the movie ends and you're like what well was it (laughs) did anything change did anybody do anything (laughs) what happened did he go to jail like what (laughs) i I, I assume he went to jail yeah yeah there's no doubt in my mind he went to jail (laughs) but yeah it, it just i don't know it seems like the movie wanted to make a point and then it's just like did it did you <laughs> did anything change like you know was this just a weird week in new york and everyone went about their business i i don't know every once in a while they flip through the closet and they're like hey the park is mine t-shirt that i bought <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> wonder what that was all about. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a movie. I it's I mean there's a lot of stuff in the midsection, but it's all uh, most of it is just silent Tangerine Dream scored montages of people doing things. Mm-hmm. Um Tangerine Dream can get very lulling. I I guess you could say like you can just kind of like very much chill out when it's on and just kind of get a little sleepy and realize that maybe what you're looking at is not that important. I don't know. The, 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 the pacing of this movie is weird. I feel like they felt like they had to make it a hundred minutes, but I don't know why, because it was for cable mm-hmm. like that hundred minutes at the time was the standard length of a TV movie, but that was for commercial breaks and stuff. So it right. would fit into a two hour block. It just seems like there's a lot of padding and stuff like like the scenes with tension in them seem to be so drawn out that the tension is kind of killed by the fact that there's just so much extraneous shots of things in the scenes to to where I think this movie, had it existed today, would be about 20 minutes shorter. Yeah. Well, like especially the the helicopter, like pre helicopter getting shot down. Mm -hmm. He just is like ducking back and forth between the trees for a while. Now, I know he's like trying to get back to get the real you know, the red clips, you know, to shoot at the helicopter. But uh-huh. it's like, it just feels like he's just hiding behind trees for a while. Yep. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's not that it's bad. It's just, it's, it's strange and it's pacing in the, in the second act. It's just, it seems like, all right, yeah, I get it. Let's, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I got nothing else. I guess, we, say about it. I guess we rate it. This movie is like the medical alert bracelet movie because it's both home alone and falling down uh. <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's really kind of what it is it's it's got a layer of, of falling down to it with a, just a guy who's got a point but he's going about it the r- real wrong way and there's just a bunch of booby traps in the park where people are getting yoinked and <laughs> falling down holes and falling into razor wire haha mm-hmm. ha, everyone's fine <laughs> The dude coming out after like post falling into the razor wire is pretty funny. I don't, I shouldn't be laughing, but he just comes out. And he's got like you know little cuts all over him, and, yeah. and he's just like, ah, he's like, owie, 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 owie. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, Sarge, will you blow on it when they put the iodine on? <laughs> it's gonna burn a lot. It's gonna sting. Oh, we didn't even mention like so. There's there. Oh man, I, I do have to mention one thing. Okay, there, there's two cops. What like. There's two cops that seem like they can never be where they're supposed to be oh, yeah. when they're. Oh yeah. Um, so like, cause like Yafa is like, where the hell is so and so and so and so and like and and they catch up at, like they, they sneak up at one point in time, you know, on them and they're like, dude, we almost shot you and they're like, yeah, yeah, well, you know, like, <laughs> well, like they make a joke though based on the fact that they're both black, yeah, because he's like. Yeah, we got we got nighttime camouflage on, and, and Yafit's just like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, like, Yafit has no time <laughs> for their buffoonery. Yeah, but then there's <laughs> another point where they're separated from the squad, and they're not where they're supposed to be. And one dude's just like, you know, we're, we all, you know, I, I think it's like one time he had set off a bunch of explosives around yeah. the perimeter. And, oh, it's and chaos for, right yeah, at he, this point. He, yeah, he freaked everybody out, and so like one dude's just like, I'm not moving. He's like, dude, we're like a hundred yards from getting the fuck out of the park, and he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm not moving. And then he's like, right over there is Seventy Second Street. He's like, I know this because I used to sell reefer over there. <laughs> yeah, and Tyler Lee Jones just pops up on him. He's like, what are you all doing? Get the hell out of here! <laughs> and they go take it off. Yeah, I just. They're yeah. they're they're a fun pair for the half half a second or two that we yeah. see them. But it's like the you know the goofy cops out of the crew or whatever. It's like how did you get on the proto SWAT team or whatever? Yeah, this this is not a good betray- portrayal of the cops in the NYPD at the time because they're all kind of fucking useless. They, 
I mean, just like faced with this at the beginning when they all go into the park, they're just like, man, fuck, what? And there's even a comment later, like when they're doing the, the man on the street interviews, they talk to this one lady and she's like, I don't like, I like real men. I don't like these pencil neck geeks they got on TV these days on the talk shows and just, he's a real man. He's doing stuff, you know, and everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> I like the feather haired dude. It's like, I'm from Brooklyn and, uh, you know, he's doing it for us. He's doing like that. He's do- he's doing like the thing everybody does when there's a crowd around them and they're on the news where he's yeah. like, keeps looking around for validation. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Huh? he's it's doing like- it for us, right? Yeah. Yo, America. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like the leprechaun guy. He's like, well, soon a leprechaun. Say, like, yeah. I mean, it's just like, he's doing, yes. he's doing the same thing. Like, hey, everybody else, right? He's doing this for us, right? Yeah. All right. Woo. That was the mid 80s leprechaun of its time. <laughs> But yeah, so I, I don't know. Just yeah. there's a couple fun ancillary sure. characters. Yes, uh, I mean it is very much a New York thing. Like they do a good job. Like okay, this is New York being New York. Oh, uh, they even have Jay Thomas show up uncredited <laughs> right. as a news reporter, yeah. and it's like, hey, we know who you are, and they don't even bother to put him in the credits. Yeah. Like, they were like, ah, people, future people will know who yeah. Jay Thomas. Like, is. Yeah, he's famous in New York uh-huh. or something. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm pat now. I'm patting our episode. But let's just let's just read this. And okay. move on, I guess. I mean, the movie's fine. It's it's Tommy Lee Jones is really good in it. Um, he he doesn't have a lot of like sentence dialogue. He gets a lot of short bursts of being angry or surprised at things, but he's he's still very good at it. Um, him Joker laughing when he first sets off the explosives is pretty good because yeah. he's like, ha ha, all right, this is my shit right yeah. here. So his performance is good. For a while, I was thinking Yafit was just kind of here. Like, why is why did they hire Yafit? He's not doing anything. He gets one like when he freaks out that they're hiring these mercenaries and then goes in at the end. Um, that kind of validates his his being in the film. Um, it's watchable. It's entertaining. It's it's paced badly, but I get it for the time. I understand it. Um, I think I can give it two jocks. I think it's I think it's worth watching. I think it's interesting. I. Going into it, knowing it was a TV movie, but not knowing it was a cable TV movie, I was kind of shocked right, right away when they were dropping F-bombs. I'm like, wait, what the hell? What, what was this for? Um, but, you know, I mean, it's it's worth a look, but it's it's not great. It's not like, oh, my God, you got it. You never heard of The Park is Mine. You got to see it. No, it's just like, yeah, that's an early time Lee Jones movie. It's got a lot of New York in it. You know, I, w- I wish the explosions had been better, but I understand why they weren't. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. That's it's 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 slightly better than like a base recommendation. Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's got some it's got some chops. Mm-hmm. It's just it it sort of disappoints on the yeah. I mean, the, the, I think the very very nature of it being kind of wishy washy as far as like, well, who am I rooting for? Right. And you know, like everyone's kind of wrong, you know, sort of thing. Those ambiguous movies mm-hmm. sometimes are just like. Yeah, I, all right, I guess, you know, just something about that will always make me be like, well, yeah, yeah. Um, the other the other strange thing, is, and I'm, I'm realizing this is more of a fault of me, uh, just not having watched the movies. It's always strange to me because I know I know he had a career prior to like Under Siege and stuff. But like mm-hmm. every time I see everything Tommy Lee Jones pre like Under Siege, which is the first time I remember seeing him. Right. Um, It's always weird to me. Like I like I said, I know he had stuff prior to that but that's mm-hmm. like that you know that and the fugitive and whatnot those are like oh okay Tommy Lee Jones is a guy now he's a presence but well I mean I think the weird thing is that he was he was in stuff mm-hmm. before 
Under Siege, but also the star of stuff before Under Siege. And you're kind of like, why? Like, what, you know, like this and Black Moon Rising is just like, wait, when did we get on the Tommy Lee Jones thing? Like, what was the, at what point were we like, yeah, all right, Tommy Lee Jones can carry a picture? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I'd never seen things like Coal Miner's Daughter. And I mean, I saw Lonesome Dove, like, after the fact and right. thing, things like that. I'm just saying that it's like, oh, yeah, he'd been around. It's just like I said, I wasn't aware of him as a yeah. name, you know, mm-hmm. so this is interesting in that regard. It's just like, oh yes, younger Tommy Lee Jones. that still looks like older Tommy Lee Jones. Mostly pretty much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like I said, it's, it's fine. I don't really have much else to add. Yeah. I, the, the thing that this movie kept making me think of is the movie tank, um, which I saw a million times as a kid. I would like to revisit that at some point because it's kind of a similar thing, except it's more of a, we fucked with this military guy. We shouldn't have done that. Now he's on this crusade. The law is probably not on his side, but also the law is a bunch of pieces of shit. So fuck those guys. And I think that's the kind of situation that works. Whereas at the end, you know, exactly like I'm rooting for this and I'm rooting against that. This is just kind of like, yeah, I hope the lady doesn't get killed, but everyone else in this, I don't know. You kind of all should just, you know, if you if you all get shot in the shootout, I get it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's right. like that's what happens. I understand. So yeah, it makes it hard hard to root for anyone when yeah. it's just like eh, yeah, know. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that's the park is mine. So uh, we we watch that because of the Patreon poll, which uh, is featured at patreon.com slash bmfcast. Everyone gets to vote on it because everyone gets to listen to this show. If you're a, a member of our Patreon. Um, so thank you guys for doing that. Thank you guys for, for picking our movies. Thank you guys for donating so that we can do the show. Dollar gets you in. One lousy dollar. D- worthless. Doesn't even mean anything anymore. Like, who? who? <laughs> dollar. Yeah. <laughs> M- means Dollar means nothing to you, but you put a whole bunch of them in our digital pile, and it's like, oh, look, we can afford to, to buy The Park is Mine and, and watch it. So mm-hmm. that's what we did. Uh, so thank you guys for... Or unless you feel bad we we generally turn around and sell them for yep. charity we do yes um any unless we're just like hang on to that because well, that sure. movie's fucking dope but most of the stuff ends up on ebay um and yeah 100 percent goes to uh to charitable causes so it's you're basically donating to charity so why wouldn't you mm-hmm. <laughs> why wouldn't you why wouldn't you give us a dollar huh it's for charity <laughs> you know for kids right um, so anyway, thanks. However you're listening, if you're listening on the regular feed, thanks. You know, we appreciate your interest. That's that's the best thing I can always say is just, hey, thanks for being interested enough to to want to listen to us. Yeah, to listen to half the Bamfcast. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what we do here. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, <laughs> next week uh, we'll be back with something else that uh, has been picked from the poll of Patreon. Uh, until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamfcast Extra. Out.